Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To, to have How fun. What can we do? First girls trip going. I feel like the experience has been great so far, but I feel like the energy's <laughs> off. I feel like the experience has been great so far. Has it, Dana? Where to begin? Where to effing begin? Because this show, The Real House of Salt Lake City, is completely unraveling this season. I don't know if anyone's watching The White Lotus over on HBO. If you're not, you need to immediately. It's a show about Awful people vacationing. Here on Salt Lake City, it's about awful people vacationing. Now, all I want to watch on TV is awful people vacationing. It's my favorite genre now because all these shows are giving me such incredible content of awful people vacationing. I don't care if they're checking into a White Lotus Resort or if they're checking into an Airbnb circa 1998 or a San Diego hotel. I'm happy to see anyone awful on a vacation now. And they're moving at completely different paces because over on the White Lotus – It's moving by at a snail's pace, and I love that show so much. It's no complaint. It's just on The White Lotus, each episode reveals a little bit more. You get to know these people a little bit more. And then over here in Salt Lake City, it's so much chaos. You go to take a piss for 30 seconds, and suddenly you have no idea what the fuck's going on on the show because alliances have shifted, feuds are erupting, people are storming out of scenes. There's no way you could keep up. you got to be sitting tight. In front of the TV screen on the Salt Lake City Housewives, and such an interesting, interesting shift from the White Lotus. And I love, again, both shows. White Lotus, you gotta tune in. It's the finale this weekend. I cannot wait. Jennifer Coolidge is so good. The entire cast. It's just incredible TV. But now, again, all I want is just people on vacations, on boats, together, feuding. Ugh. It's the best genre of television. And this week on the show, you guys, last week, Angie K snapped on The Real House of Salt Lake City, of course, because she got water dumped on her head when she was given the house tour. And Jen keeps saying this week, she was just trying to lighten the mood. She's like, I was just lighten, lightening the mood. She said it was hurtful. This is the word she used, hurtful, of Angie K when she was given the tour and pretending that it was her... <laughs> Like, so fucking stupid. So fucking stupid pretending it was hurtful. Meanwhile, this is all happening on day one. Day fucking one. We're not even on day two, day three, day four. I mean, the the day one. They put it on the screen. They're getting on the boat. It's a day one. I'm like, what the fuck? We've only been here one day. I thought we'd been here for weeks and the end. I felt like I checked in at the San Diego Hotel three weeks ago. And suddenly they're telling me they're on day one. How'd that happen? Time and space, uh, it makes no sense in the real house of Salt Lake City. Don't know where or when we are. Anyway, Angie K, Angie K, keeps saying this word conned. And of course, I'm thinking of Vicki Gunvalson over on the real house of Orange County when she was conned by Brooks, the cancer guy. You know, her lover, remember her lover tried to fake cancer on the show, which was a totally insane story. <laughs> These shows are so fucking crazy. I love them. I love them. Anyway, so... Angie Kay now keeps appropriating Vicky Gunvalson culture by saying that she was conned by Jen Shaw. And of course, she's very strategically using the word conned because she knows that Jen Shaw is up for charest because she was bamboozling the elderly. 
And so Angie K very purposely is using that word. If anyone's knows she used it last week, now she's using a bunch this week. And she knows what she's doing because she knows that Jen Shaw is up for shikanning people. And so she keeps saying, I was conned for that birthday party for Coach Shaw. Meanwhile, we all know that she was just doing it to get on the TV. And it worked. Angie K got on the cast. Suddenly now she's a cast member on the show. They're all getting confessionals. Dana's got the confessional. They all got a confessional. And uh, Angie keeps saying she was conned. But so we're getting on a boat this week. Dana, I want to talk about Dana for a second. So she seems to be activated this week. She's Lindsay Hubbard activating. And I'm interested in both of these gals activating. But there is like, is anyone else feeling like a, a Dana Downer energy from Dana? I don't know. There's something about it. She's part of it. I like Angel Devil. The part of it I do like because I feel like Dana's no nonsense. And sometimes when she says things, I'm like, okay, she's got a no bullshit. I don't feel like Dana's scared of anyone. And I like that in The Housewife. However, there's also, I need to see a fun side of Dana. And in the background this week, I don't know if you noticed, it seemed like Dana was trying to have fun. She was turning up, she was having the shots. And I felt like I saw a fun side of her in the background. And I'm like, I need a little bit more in the foreground of fun, Dana, because the no-nonsense bullshit we've seen of her when she's in these scenes with these women is good. And she said something like, oh, I wish Jen poured the drink on my forehead. And I was like, I kind of do too, because Angie didn't react enough. Of course, she changed and kept saying con, and it was con. But it was like somebody dumped a drink on your fore- on your head on camera. So I wish Angie would have reacted in a way that I think Dana would have reacted. And so, you know, we can't change the past. We can only grow from it and learn from it. And so I hope these women are looking uh, towards the future if Dana's going to come back this next season, which sometimes I think, I don't know if anyone's been following the blogs and stuff, but they're filming The Real Houses of Atlanta. And Monetta apparently is filming. I don't think, I don't know if she's a cast member, if she's going to be on it much, but apparently she's showing up at some events. And I was like, that's the last thing I've ever expected on The Real House of Atlanta for Monetta to be back. So it, it, stranger things have happened, is what I'm trying to say. Deanna could be back next season. And so we'll have to just wait and see, watch what happens live. Anyway, Meredith's still the CEO of fun, although I'm not seeing anybody have no fun. It looks like they're all having a miserable time. And it only hurts when I'm They are struggling. They are struggling. And I feel like it hurts every time these women are breathing on this trip because uh, even on the boat where you think they'd have fun, they had a DJ there, DJ Kimmy, who, by the way, I just feel like she was pretending. Did anyone else feel like that DJ on the boat, the yacht or whatever that was? I feel like she just had, she was pretending to like swipe the turntable. <laughs> Go back and watch it. I don't know. I felt like she was. I felt like she, it was, they put a Fisher Price DJ kit in front of her. And then really, they just had an auxiliary cord hooked up to somebody's iPhone, and they were playing music that way. Because I did not see DJ Kimmy doing, and maybe I'm completely wrong. You know, these DJs, though, I was thinking, what kind of DJ is DJing a yacht for four people? So I don't think she's a real in-demand DJ, this DJ Kimmy. No offense to her. God bless. We support her, and we support women in entrepreneurial positions. However, I just felt like it was a Fisher-Price DJ kit, Somebody got her, and then they were showing her she had, like, the earphones in, and she was, like, trying to do that, like, I don't know, what do you even call it? I sound so stupid, but you know when they're swiping the record? <laughs> Which, by the way, we got this vinyl player, and I know it's so, like, embarrassing, I think, to get, uh, to be, like, really into vinyls right now. <laughs> I think it is. But we did get a vinyl player for this house, and I just ordered the Kenny G Christmas album, which was making moms wet in the 90s. I mean, ladies out there, you know what I'm talking about, that Kenny G Christmas album. Every mom had it. 
And I sort of rediscovered it, and I realized, like, yeah, I'm turning into a 90s mother because I ordered the Kenny G Christmas album vinyl, and Matt was like, my boyfriend, why did you get this? And I said, well, because I needed the Kenny G, because <laughs> I need it for a record player. So we have, like, very few records here, because we just got the record player, so we have very few vinyls. But one of them that we do have is the Kenny G 90s <laughs> holiday album. Whatever, it's the holidays. That's right, get on your feet, it's the holidays! That jazzy uh, White Christmas or I'll Be Home for Christmas, whatever the fuck Kenny G's doing with that saxophone I'm into now. I might have made fun of it in the 90s as a child, but now I'm on board, Kenny G. Where's he been at, by the way? There was a documentary I saw recently on on Kenneth G, but I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to him in present day. I did watch the documentary, but I don't remember what he's up to. So I obviously didn't pay too much attention. Anyway, moving on. Uh, So DJ Kimmy is pretending to do this. Whitney Wild Rose is twerking. So, moving on. Jen yells at Lisa, and uh, Meredith is, like, trying to cheer everybody up because, you know, she's the CEO of fun. And so Meredith in the background is like, woo, like, let's have fun. And she's trying. And so I do want to give that to Meredith because she, uh, of course, should not have been entitled to this position. Anyone else, again, on this trip, DJ Kimmy uh, should have been the CEO of fun. The DJ on the boat, maybe she could have been, or that hot captain who we keep seeing, like he should have been the CEO of fun, literally anyone else. But I do want to give it up to Meredith because I think in her way, she's trying. Again, she's not qualified for this position, but she is giving it her all, I believe. And so even later on when they were doing that dinner party, she stepped in a couple times and she's not causing any drama. She's not storming out of any place. So I want to just congratulate Meredith Marks because although she's, again, completely 100% unqualified for this position, she is doing something. She is trying in her own way. And so I appreciate that from our dear Meredith Marks, CEO of Fun. Now, Jen is throwing shit off overboard. This whole time, she's just throwing shit overboard. She threw somebody's shoes. She threw the charcuterie. The sad uh, sixth housewife of the Real House of Salt Lake City charcuterie is thrown over the ocean. And these oceans have enough issues. Uh, If you're on a boat, and I say this to DJ Kimmy, if she's ever going to be DJing any more boat trips for six people, you need to make sure that people aren't just throwing shit willy-nilly off a boat. The Our sea creatures are dealing with enough. I don't know if you guys do this, but whenever I get one of those like Gatorade packs or, you know, those drinks that come with those, um, those plasticky things around the drinks, do you know what I'm saying? Those like, they t- they're tied together with those like circular pieces of plastic. Whenever I get those, I always make sure to cut them before I put it in the trash can. Because I had heard that it like strangles uh, sea creatures, right? I don't know if anyone's heard this. Maybe it's a myth or something. But I am certain every time I buy the Gatorade, before I throw away that plasticky stuff, I make sure it's not in circles because I don't want any of them sea creatures to have to deal with. Uh, just because I had Gatorade, they can't, they're getting strangled to death in the ocean. And meanwhile, I'm doing that. And Jen Shah's just throwing everyone's goods and wares overboard in the ocean. And so this is, look at, this is the ocean in my backyard. They're in San Diego. They're not even that far from me. And so I'm going to be swimming in the ocean and perhaps run into Angie Kay's uh, hoof shoes. And, uh, you know, these sea creatures just got enough to deal with, not to mention the people who just want to go surfing in Malibu or in in Santa Monica or something. They got to be worrying about getting hit with Angie Kay's shoe. It should be on her hoof. There's no reason it should be floating around in the ocean. 
And Jen Shah just throwing that charcuterie. You could have a whole meal in the ocean now because Jen Shah just threw that sad grocery store charcuterie right on overboard. And I thought somebody should have stopped her. DJ Kimmy needed to step up. I mean, she's not doing anything on them ones and twos. So how about you get over there and tell the gals to stop throwing shit in the ocean? These sea creatures got enough to deal with, Jen Shah. I think that's what really actually lost me. And I hate to say that Jen Shah didn't lose me when she was bamboozling the elderly via her pyramid scheme or whatever that fuck she was doing that's putting her in jail, and that's why Homeland Security stopped her on the stripper bus. So that should have been what pushed me over the edge with Jen Shah, but I think what really did it was the just the uh, pure disregard she had for our sea creatures this episode. And so I'm not sure that there's any turning back from that. And so, yeah, I'm done. I'm Shadan. The oceans have Shahadat, and I have Shahadat as well. Anyway, Lisa now is fighting with Jen. She says, I have done nothing to you. I'm a good friend to you. Say you're my friend, she's saying to Jen Shah. It's like, why are they all up her ass? Meanwhile, I was worried about them all falling overboard, too. And because uh, did anyone notice how this boat it was like on this weird incline? And I just felt like a, a strong gust of wind would have float, thrown them all in the ocean. I thought Angie Kay, Lisa Barlow, Meredith Marks going to be the CEO of Fun in the Ocean because a strong gust of wind on that incline, and they were fighting on there. But I don't even know what Lisa and Jen are fighting about. And they all just hate each other. I think that's what they really are fighting about, is that they have to be on this trip together. And they're all shouting, you need to take accountability. And I'm going to need them all to sit down for a second and just relax. Because although I like the chaotic nature of this show, they do need to cool it for a moment or two because I need to get my footing. And it's all moving too quickly. And I feel like they all decided they needed to step it up this season. They all decided they needed to bring some sort of chaos. Meredith Marks is the only one who's kind of like, I feel like chill at the moment. But earlier in the season, she wasn't. And so now they're all just doing a little too much. And they're all doing a little too much. And then Whitney is the one who really keeps shouting that they need to take accountability. And this is when Meredith, she walks away from Whitney Wild Rose. She says, I'm not interested in hearing a lecture from Whitney about accountability. And then she says, little girl. Little girl. And then she laughs. She did that Meredith Mark cackle. She's like, ha, 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 I can't do it. But she was saying little girl. And now she's appropriating uh, Whitney, or she's appropriating Mary Cosby's little girl. And Mary Cosby is such a strong presence this season. Despite the fact that she's no longer with us, she is a strong presence. She's haunting the show like uh, Marley Houghton, Scrooge McDuck, or whatever, on The Christmas Carol. Mary, what did she know? Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know you're a strong presence this season? I needed some commentary from Mary Cosby. Is she watching this show? Someone get her a YouTube channel. Hook her up with a webcam and put her on YouTube. What happened to that podcast she was doing where she was singing the prayers and doing the hymnals on the podcast. Remember, that was a storyline of hers last season. What happened to it? I want to listen. I'm ready to tune in to Mary Cosby talking about the show. So do a recap podcast. I don't care if it's competition for me. I want Mary Cosby behind the mic talking about this show because she's such a strong presence and I need her back. Okay, so then uh, Jen throws the shoes overboard and she says, well, if you're so rich, get new ones. That's what she says when they're like, hey, Jen, why are you throwing somebody's shoes over the overboard? And then, oh, wasn't it so funny when Lisa <laughs> Lisa Barlow was like, they better not be my YSL shoes. They're hard to get right now. Limited edition pre-order. They're hard to get. I pre-ordered them. And she's like so fucking worried about them. And I would have been the same way. If I knew somebody's throwing shit overboard, I would have grabbed all my things and I would just hit in the corner. I would have gotten a, a pontoon boat or something, a paddleboard. And I would have gone to shore because I don't want my stuff getting in the ocean because Jen Shah's drunk and, and throwing shit. 
I would have gathered all my things and just hightailed it out of there. I would have asked production for a backpack, thrown all my shit in a bag, some of the charcuterie or some of the food, taken some snacks to go. My grandma, when she used to go leave places, she always used to wrap things in a napkin and put them in her purse. (laughs) Grandma Rose, actually both grandmas did, Grandma Sophie and Grandma Rose. Anywhere we'd be, it didn't matter. If there was food out, it didn't matter if you were at an office Christmas party, if you were at the grocery store. I remember one time we were out at the grocery store with my grandma, and you know how they give out samples? And she was just like collecting samples. And what's somebody going to say to an old lady? Like, when... (laughs) Oh my God, this memory is just coming back to me right now. I remember being at the grocery store and the person who was giving out the samples, I don't remember what it was. It was, uh, we were at Sam's Club. Did you know Sam's Club? And on Sundays, or I think most days, they give out samples there. I haven't been at Sam's Club in forever. But I remember her like wrapping samples in a napkin and putting them in her purse. And Grandma Rosie would do that. It didn't matter where she was going. She was taking some stuff to go. And maybe it's the Italian way. I'm not sure, but I'm going to start doing it more. So I would have done that on the boat. I would have said, DJ Kimmy, I'm out. Give me some snacks to go. And I would have wrapped them in a napkin, put them in my handbag, and I would have hightailed it out of there with my shoes in tow because otherwise they were going overboard. And I don't know what kind of, what did they say? Her shoes are $1,500. Did they write that? Heather then, meanwhile, was trying to save Whitney Wild Rose's shoes. Instead of trying to save somebody else's shoes, I don't know why somebody just didn't stop Jen from throwing shit overboard. Like, Meredith and Heather were talking to Jen at this moment, and they kind of said, like, oh, don't throw the, that overboard. But I feel like maybe they should have been stronger in their convictions and said, hey, Jen Shah, you need to cool it. Like, be, be strong in that. Because otherwise, they were just too laissez-faire about Jen Shah throwing shit overboard. And so I'm not sure why they were all just protecting the shoes instead of saying, hey, Jen, quit it, because you can't just throw people's shit overboard. And then, meanwhile, Whitney Wild Rose gets pissed at Heather. She's like, where the fuck are my shoes? And Heather's like, I was trying to save them. I got one of them. Like, the... <laughs> save everyone's shoes on the lifeboat. Meanwhile, some PA was probably had to go in the ocean. I wonder if Angie K threw a fit and was like telling one of the workers on the Bravo crew to like, hey, get out there and find my fucking shoe. Because I would have if they were $1,500 shoes and I was only getting the payment for a friend of contract, you know, because Angie's not in the main cast. She's probably not making much. She's probably barely getting by. And so she spent all that money on that first party. And now she's barely getting any money as a friend of... And so then she loses her $1,500 shoes. I'd be fucking pissed. I'd say to somebody on the crew, I'd say, you need to go overboard and get me my fucking shoe because I've spent too much money on this production. She's in the hole. (laughs) And she's in the hole now. I wonder how much she's in the hole and paying for her own glam because you know she's getting glam on the side. No, she's getting glam. Last week on the show, I talked about how Bravo pays for these vacations And from what I understand, and one of the things that's been said a time or two in interviews from production and different people, is that, of course, Bravo pays – the women aren't paying for the trip. The Bravo has to pay. I mean, they're filming this trip. They have to pay. They can't get around not paying. But I think when it comes to maybe extras or upgrades and stuff like that, then that's when the women pay. Do you get what I mean? So I'd imagine if the women want to do something special, then they got to chip in. But Bravo's paying for the house and everything. But, you know, Bravo's, I don't believe, going to reimburse someone for their $1,500 shoes that another cast member threw overboard. So that's when I would start to get upset. And particularly as Angie Kay, as we said, has already in the hole from this whole season. So she, a poor gal on her tax returns, is going to have some trouble. 
I don't know if she's got a money manager over there, but the money manager is going to say, hey, Angie Kay, what the fuck you doing? Because you're losing money too much for this job. <laughs> she's going to go to do her 2022 taxes. And whoever's doing them is going to say, what the fuck? How come you spent all this money? And she's going to say, it's my job. And they're going to be like, what? You're going <laughs> to you spend all that money on a job? Shouldn't they be paying you? Shouldn't they be paying you? I didn't know. Anyway, this show's a fucking mess. Should we take a break here? Let's take a little quick break. Find me on social media. Also, if you hear in the background some noises, guess what that is? That's Matt. He's packing up orders because we're selling the new merch on everythingiconic.store. So the wine glasses are going out by the end of this week, I believe. This week, this weekend, they're all going out. And then the t-shirts, we have Ladies and Marite sweatshirts. Those are going out by Monday. So if you want Christmas gifts, get them. At everythingiconic.store, we also have these cute Christmas teas. I think there's just 20 left of those because we ordered a, a handful of a lot of this stuff. So everythingiconic.store. Thank you to Acast. We'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic shopify s-h-o-p-i-f-y.com slash everything iconic this show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we all carry around different stressors both big and small sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because i cannot stop thinking about them when i'm trying to sleep or when i'm trying to go about my day i keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. And we're back, little girls. Little girl. Okay, I want to remind you all that I have a holiday movie co- podcast called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast, which I host with my friend Jenna Brister. We have the best time over there. We recap holiday movies, so check that out. It's on 
Uh, it's a separate podcast feed called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. We have a few more episodes left. I think we're going to be covering the holiday, which was this week in the news because it was announced that there was going to be a holiday sequel, the Nancy Myers movie with Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and Jack Black, and Kate Winslet. Unfortunately, that rumor was debunked. It was debunked. Nancy Myers said, I didn't know this was happening. I didn't know! She said she didn't know it's happening, so it's not happening, is the truth of that story. But uh, Jenna and I, my co-host on that Christmas movie podcast, we're going to be covering the holiday. We have a couple other good ones coming up. So uh, please stay tuned for that, or, or not stay tuned, but go subscribe and listen if you're interested. If you're not, don't. You can do what you want. Live your life to the fullest. Live your life to the fullest, little girls. Little girl. Okay. So then they drive back. The Real House of Salt Lake City women drive back to that hotel or Airbnb or wherever they're staying. And Jen's asleep in the stripper van. She's just completely – She meanwhile, she's taking that big snore. So she got back to the house. She slept for how long was it? An hour and 15 minutes or so? An hour and a half? And did anyone notice before she fell asleep, on the way back to this house, Jen Shaw was drinking – she was drinking a Monster Energy drink – and then she fell asleep. Meanwhile, I have once a week, I have one of these 7.5 fluid ounce Diet Cokes. I just drank it. That's why I'm looking at the can right now. It's not even a normal size Diet Coke. And then people yell at me sometimes when I talk about this Diet Coke. I get messages saying, shouldn't have Diet Coke. It's bad for you. And I say to you people, shut the fuck up because I'm going to drink my Diet Coke. But I have one. That's all I have. I allow myself one when I'm recording this show. And it's not even the regular size can. It's a 7.5 ounce can. So it's a little baby party. So the idea of somebody drinking a monster energy drink, those monsters, if you had one of those, those monsters that I'd be up for a week. I wouldn't be sleeping for a whole fucking week if I had a monster energy drink. And Jen drinks some of it and then goes to take a nap on the stripper bus. How the fuck did that happen? How the fuck did that happen? And then they get back to the house. The driver has to tell Jen to wake the fuck up. That poor driver is trying to get home or trying to, they, that driver is probably hungry, wanted to get to a drive through or something. And I wonder if she just, maybe we didn't see it. Maybe they cut around it, but maybe the driver just drove over to McDonald's or Taco Bell or something, go through the drive through Because imagine trying to wrap things up and then some, some cast members just passed out on the back of your bus. And why didn't any of the women, <laughs> this is because none of them like each other. None of them like each other. That's why they didn't pick up Jen, throw her over the shoulder. When I used to fall asleep as a kid, my dad, Gary Pellegrino, would throw me over the shoulder. And I just wished Heather Gay would have been a friend to Jen and thrown her over the shoulder and then carried her back into the house because I felt bad for that woman driving the bus. Just throw her over the shoulder. Throw her over the shoulder. She probably went to clean that bus, too. She got open Monster Energy drinks, all sorts of chaos on there. And then Jen, all of a sudden, she wakes up at 531 She's uh, bright as a daisy, or what's the, fresh as a daisy. She said, aloha, I took my nap and I'm ready. And she's sucking a little too much oxygen out of this room for me, out of this show for me, Jen Shah. And I appreciate she's given us something, but I'm, I'm ready for her to, I'm a little bit ready for her to go. I hate to say that. I hate to say that. Are you guys ready for Jen Shah to leave this show? Because I sort of am this episode. And I didn't say that at the beginning of the season, but now that's what I'm feeling. That's where my head's at. It's like, get the fuck out and... <laughs> Get the, fuck out, get the fuck out of here. And I know that we'll go through some, some growing pains with the show, but I'm confident that we'll get through it. Well, I know that I'll get through this. There's one thing I've learned from Shares Believe is that we'll get through it. We'll get through this. Next season, we'll get through this, and we will not have Jen Shah, and I think we'll be better for it because she's sucking up too much oxygen. 
Anyway, then we cut to Heather on the phone with Sarah Paulson. She calls up Sarah Paulson and is like, hey, uh, there's lots of drama here. And Heather said, um, first of all, like, I don't understand. Did anyone see the thing that Whitney Wild Rose posted on her Instagram? So apparently Angie, Sarah Paulson, Angie, she had said that she didn't even want to go on this trip or she wasn't interested in going on this trip. And then Whitney Wild Rose pulled out the receipts. She pulled out the receipts and posted them on her Instagram or on her story or something. She said, yeah, you wanted to go on that fucking trip. She said, look at these text messages, bitch. And then she posted the text messages, the private text messages between her and Sarah Paulson. She posted and it was Angie trying to get on this trip. She couldn't get on the trip, but she wanted to get on. Of course she wanted to get on the trip. Of course any friend of is going to want to go on this gas trip. And Dana and Angie got the ticket. They got the golden ticket. Uh, but poor uh, the other Sarah Paulson woman. The other Too many fucking Angies, you guys, every single week. I, I get tripped up in my words. I'm trying to talk about these women. There are 100 Angies. And one of them's not even with us on the show this week, and I still can get them mixed up. Anyway, let's move on from the Angie's because I'm over it. Then we get to Lisa on the phone with John. She's like, I was physically pushed, she said in regards to Jen. <laughs> and she says Jen's been talking shit about Heather for weeks, and they showed a montage of that. A whole montage they had ready to go of Jen Shaw just talking shit about Heather Gay. Heather Gay, who's always so nice to her. I don't get that relationship. I don't. And meanwhile, Lisa then goes to the kitchen. She's like, I need a protein and a vegetable because they're about to have dinner. And after all that day of drinking on the boat with DJ Kimmy, of course they're all hungry. The one charcuterie plate they had was thrown overboard, so these gals are hungry. They're like, give me some snack or something, protein and vegetable. And then Jen enters the kitchen. We're still, we're still, let me remind you, on night motherfucking one. Night one, and then Jen's got a full fucking band. (laughs) Jen, Jen got a full band ready. Fire dancers, she roasted a pig. Now, I didn't know this falls in the category of I'm not sure who paid for it, because I don't know that Bravo is like, yeah, we're going to pay for the fire dancers, the roast pig, the full band. Maybe they did. I mean, they have to put on some, they have to put on a show. So I'm sure Bravo did pay for this, right? This is where it gets muddy to me. And I'm no expert, but I would say Bravo did pay for this. I would guess, I would guess they did. And then, but Angie says, she's like, those dancers are not going to get paid. She's like, the fire dancers are amazing, but the sad thing is I'll have to pull them aside later and tell them they're not getting paid from Jen Shah. <laughs> oh, the best part, though, was when they were hula dancing and Meredith, CEO of Fun, she tries to chime in and she's not a good dancer. And I loved in her confessional, she's like, what do you want from me? I'm not a good dancer. Because sometimes we see these women dancing and uh, they're not good. But Meredith straight up said, she's like, you keep getting footage of me dancing and I'm not a good dancer. And that would be frustrating if I was cast on a show. Any of us, think about it. If you were cast in a show and they made you keep dancing on camera or every activity you're supposed to dance, and I'd be like, fuck you, Like I can't dance. Stop trying to make fun of me. That's what it feels like. And then they have all this food. I don't like seeing the pig. I don't like seeing the full pig with like the thing. Of course, all I'm thinking about is Porky Pig. I'm a big Looney Tunes fan. This is hard for me. It brings up a lot of traumas when I'm uh, Jamie Lee Curtis traumas because when I see a pig with the... I don't like when they do that. I don't want to see anything like... Either with eyes or, or I don't like, I'm not a seafood eater either, but I don't like seeing like fish with the eyes or even when they take the eyes out and you see where the eyes were. Like, I'm not interested in any of that. Like, get it away from me. Justice for the animals. This whole episode of Everything Iconic is sponsored by animals because I'm tired of uh, people throwing shit in the ocean. And I'm also tired of people throwing a whole pig up on a table and expecting to pick from it. I would have lost my appetite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's a cultural thing and people, I'm not here to judge whatever 
but he eats. I just don't like seeing the eyes looking at me while I'm trying to get a, a snack, a protein and vegetable. And so, I don't know. Then, meanwhile, who's horny after seeing that? Because they brought strippers in, these real hot guys. I mean, those strippers were hot as fuck. And the strippers are, they're known as the fun police. So Jen Shaw's got her megaphone. She's just taking over the duties of Meredith Marks because she knows Meredith's not bringing no fun for the CEO of fun. So she brought the megaphone out. And I'm so fucking sick of that megaphone, by the way. Somebody needs to get rid of that production. You need to, to snatch it from her the way that she snatches money from old people. Anyway, these hot strippers are there. And who's horny when there's a whole pig just staring you down at the table? And I mean, I like dick. I like dick. But I'm not always interested when there's a whole pig looking at me. Uh, anyway, these strippers were hot. And I was sort of disappointed in the gals at this point because none of them were really going and having fun time with the strippers. They're all hot. They're acting like they don't want it. Whitney Wild Rose was the only one who was like, give me a dance. And so I, she said, I'm a mom with kids and I want to dance. And uh, by the way, one thing about me, and this is something I relate to Whitney Wild Rose about, is that if there's strippers nearby... I am going to be in for a lap dance. I don't care if I'm married with a hundred kids. I don't care if my kids are there. I'm going to be with a stripper. I should clarify, male stripper, not a female stripper. Nothing wrong with that. But if the bubbies are out, I'm not interested. I think I've told the story on the show before, but I remember on my brother's bachelor party, we went to the strip club. Obviously, that's what you do. And so it was me and a bunch of young men, straight men. You know, straight men were all, it was a Cleveland, I think it was called Christie's in Cleveland. It was a strip club in downtown Cleveland. And uh, we, my dad was there and a couple of like my dad's friends, then my brothers and some of our friends, and they were all straight guys. Anyway, the strippers come to the, they ask, who's the best man? And it, my oldest brother and I were like, I am, I am. And they were like, oh, we got to give you a lap dance. And I'm like, I don't want it, girl. I was just talking to her about dance. I think we talked about Save the Last Dance. I was like, are you a, a dancer professionally? And then somehow we got on the topic of Save the Last Dance, because anytime somebody mentions dance to me, of course, my mind goes to Julia Stiles in that movie and the fucked up dancing she did to get in Juilliard. That's neither here nor there. The point is, though, my dad was there with, of course, his three boys. And I remember the stripper came up to my dad and was like, do you want a lap dancer, father of the groom, whatever? And my dad had just gotten one of them Nike Fitbits. <laughs> and he just kept talking about his steps. He's like, no, I'm not interested. So he just wanted to talk about how many steps he got in for the day. And look, if I'm with the, my three boys at a strip club, if it's a male strip club, I'm going to be getting the lap dance. I'm sorry to my future kids, but I'm interested in that. And so Whitney Wild Rose, I was proud of her for getting the lap dance. And uh, she was the only one. Lisa was about to get this lap dance, but she said, the only person I want to see naked is John Barlow. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh. Only person I don't want to see naked is John Barlow. Ladies, am I right? Not interested. (laughs) I think I'd rather see almost anybody else naked than John Barlow. And Lisa said he's the only one she wants to see. Now, I'm not sure who on this cast I would like to see naked in terms of the men, but certainly John Barlow's a the bottom of that list. I mean, they're all in the gutter of that list, but no offense to him. God bless that his wife wants to see him naked. But if I had the choice to see those hot ass policemen at this dinner table or John Barlow, guess what? Uh, Arrest me because I want the hot ass policeman, the strippers, the fun police, not John Barlow. She said the only person she wants to see is John Barlow. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, no ma'am. And then they kept all the clothes on. I didn't even think they took off their blouses, these strippers. They still had the blouse on. You could see the abs because they had it unbuttoned. I'm like, can we at least take off the top? What are we doing here? We're on cable. We don't have, if this is not just NBC proper, this is cable. So let's take off the pants. I want to see some ass. Bravo producers. I don't know. 
Sorry, sex sells. Ladies, am I right? Take off the chaps. Take off the... Uh, let me see it. Let me see what you're working with. And I understand you're not going to be able to show the complete nudity on Bravo Network, but we could show some bare ass, can't we? What's going on over there, the censorship? I wanted to see a whole strip. I'm ready for Magic Mike 3. And I'm getting excited when I see these hot strippers show up in front of my screen. And then, meanwhile, we didn't even get to see nothing. Nothing. So hot. Kept all the clothes on. Then the strippers leave. They all eat. It's awkward because, of course, they hate each other. That's when Dana says, the energy's off. And it's like, yeah, because you all fucking hate each other. <laughs> she brings up Jen being mean. She said, Jen's mean. And Dana says that Heather, uh, Dana says, Heather, if Jen gave her, wait, okay. This is confusing. See, this whole show is confusing because these plot lines are moving so quickly. Anyway, Dana says that Heather said if Jen gave her an ultimatum, she wouldn't be friends. And then we get into this whole conversation. I'm thinking we're going to do this Jen and Heather thing. But then everyone starts fighting. And Angie H, a.k.a. Sarah Paulson, comes up in conversation. And they talk about Jen Shaw and the apology for the Shaw Exposed, which meanwhile, I want to remind you all that the Shaw Exposed account was really after Lisa Barlow, who seemingly doesn't care about the whole thing, but Jen Shaw's still pissed about it. And she wanted a public apology. But then Sarah Paulson's attorney and PR people said no. And I thought, why the fuck does Angie H have a PR team? Like, what the fuck is that about? Which she's a friend of. (laughs) PR people are expensive. A good PR team is expensive, as they should be. They deserve it. They earn it. But what does she have a PR team for? What is she doing PR about? And I guess the show's not even airing. Usually I would think maybe the Angie H would hire the PR team after the show is airing to get her name out there, maybe a secure a next season of the show. But I'm like, what has she got the PR people on retainer for about this? And their attorney, too. I mean, maybe she's got other businesses, so I can kind of get on board with the attorney. But she should be there. Angie should be on this vacation. And the husband should be too, by the way. I want the husband there too, the one who created that Instagram account, that weird old man who created the, not that he's super old, but you know, that man, he's certainly older than 15. And I can't imagine anyone over the age of 15 starting a fake Instagram account to go after other cast members. But here we are. That man should be on vacation. Get him a uh, golden ticket. Uh, Get him the golden ticket. Dana, though, I don't even know why she's invested. I think she's just invested in this whole thing to get more involved in the cast. And then this is when Angie K gets involved. And it's all just like a power thing. They're all just fighting. And I think what they're really fighting about is the place on the show. Because Angie K and Dana sticking up, I think what they're trying to do is just get involved in the mix. Get in the mix. And Heather's losing it. Heather's losing it. And Angie and Jen Shaw had this moment. This is where it gets super confusing to me. Angie just starts sticking up for Jen. And then Jen says that Angie's the only one that's been a real friend to her. Meanwhile, Jen just threw the fucking $1,500 shoes, $1, shoes overboard alongside the charcuterie. And Angie's sticking up for her and Jen's sticking up. Like, what the fuck? I think we missed something. I think those two got in cahoots in between the scenes after Jen Shaw rolled off that stripper bus uh, when she was uh, half awake with the monster energy floating through her system. I feel like she stopped by Angie K's room and was like, let's make up. And then Angie K's like, okay, well, if we can somehow become a duo on the screen, maybe we can make up. And then they made up. Because how else did they make up? It didn't make any sense to me. And then Lisa's chiming in and Jen's rolling her eyes at Lisa. And Lisa says, Every, everyone here fluffs everything and fucking lies. I'm fun, but it's hard to be fun when you're on a fight on a yacht. And then Jen, you guys, this was the craziest thing. This is so crazy. Jen doesn't even remember fighting. She doesn't remember fighting with Lisa Barlow on the boat when she almost flew off from Augusta Wind. 
Remember, they were pushing and shoving each other. And Jen Shah said she doesn't even sure remember about the whole fight. She's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. She didn't fucking know. She said, what fight? And Lisa's like, the fight on the boat. Like, they filmed us. You were miked. <laughs> you were miked. And it's like crazy. And then they tell her that she shoved her. Jen's like, what? Then just Jen says Lisa's mean. And Jen Shah always does this thing where she says to the other person what they are when that's what she is. Do you know what I mean? And Lisa says, well, if there was a class of mean, if there was like a mean 101 class, then Jen would be the professor. If there was a class like a mean 101, Jen would be the professor there. <laughs> Lisa calls her a liar. And then uh, Jen calls her a liar. They're all like, don't fucking call me a liar. Not a liar. They're all just shouting at each other. I can't even keep up with who's fighting with her. Jen apologized to Angie Kay, I think. And then that's when Angie is like, thank you. I feel like you are sorry. It's the craziest show on TV. I'm running through much. I, I'm running through these story plot points in the same way that they did on the show. I know it might not make much sense, those of you listening, and I'm sorry about that, but that's on the show, not me. Because I'm trying to recap it, and it's fucking nuts. Craziest fucking show on TV. Jen talks about Angie H. Heather says, oh, Angie H is the Sarah Paulson. So Heather says, look, I didn't know that Whitney Wild Rose and Angie were going to show up in them matching outfits at my choir auditions, which is a crazy sentence. Uh, but then Whitney says, why are you bringing me into it? So now Whitney and Heather are getting in the mix. It's like, can't anyone just, Meredith's the only one sitting it out. The CEO of Fun is the only one clamming up at this dinner table. And I'm going to need them all to slow it down just a tad, a touch, a touch, because I don't know who's fighting or feuding with whom. It's too much. And uh, so then Jen's pissed at Heather for being friends with Sarah Paulson. And Heather's like, I'm not going to do that. And that's when Heather storms out. And that's at the end is when Jen Shaw says, the only person I know where she stands is Angie Kay. What are these women? What is happening? Lisa, <laughs> wait, Lisa leaves to call her little boy. She said, she's like, he's 10 and he's missing me. And I know we got to get out of this scene, but it was the weirdest transition into the next scene or into the end of the episode because it was just so strange, wasn't it? I felt like, what are we talking about Lisa's son all of a sudden? We got all these feuds going on. I'm trying to take notes and keep up with who's fighting with whom. And then Lisa's like, I got to go call my little boy. He's 10. He's missing me. I was like, how did he get into this? Isn't he busy selling the shampoo online or something? What do we got to bring him into this whole for thing for? I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And then the episode just ends. Whitney's like, Meredith, you're not the CEO of Fun. They all just leave the table. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Next week, by the way, then we get camp games, Jen versus Lisa. We get the Marilyn Monroe party, uh, weather. We get the black eye information. So now, uh, I don't know that I could do this. Every week, I got to do this. It's a hard job. This is a hard-ass job recapping these shows. Only this show in particular, because... (laughs) It's really fun because it's crazy, but it's also very challenging because I, I can't even keep up. The Marilyn Monroe party looks like a craziness. And then we don't even know what happened with Heather's black eye. And my prediction, again, is that we don't get any answers about the black eye. I think they're leading us to believe that someone cold cocked her, formerly Mormon ass. But I think in truth, maybe a door, she ran into it or something. Or maybe uh, somebody elbowed her in the sleep. Maybe the, she was having a slumber party with Jen Shah. And then Jen's like, you know how sometimes people... They jerk in the night. I feel like that could happen. Something else could happen, I think, because I don't know that we're going to get answers about why Heather's black eye. Somebody cold cocked her, formerly Mormon ass. I don't believe that's what happened. I believe it was something else, an accident. Anyway, all that next week. Woo! Woo! Wow. Well, so much going on. And again, I just say that none of these women care for each other at all. And maybe next year we do need to find someone who likes each other. Just maybe that's the only note that I have for this show is that maybe we're going to have to have two people on the cast, <laughs> a minimum of two cast members, who don't despise each other with every ounce of their being. That's my only note. Otherwise, perfect show, no notes. Uh, White Lotus is moving at a snail's pace compared to Real House of Salt Lake City. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, there's been some great interviews on the podcast. We had Jesse Tyler Ferguson this week from Modern Family. That's a great interview. Also, Kelly Ripa last week. Ah, oh, it was so good. And uh, we got some good ones coming in the holiday season. So I am doing as much content as I can, but I want to remind you all that I might miss some uh, recaps over the next couple of weeks because a lot's happening. Holidays, travel, seeing people, holiday parties, it's a lot happening. So stay tuned. Um, as always, you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I love you all. Shall we do our cheesy little cool down? We need it after what we've just been through. And it only hurts when Let's take a deep breath in. Hopefully this doesn't hurt, baby girls. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. I love you all so much for listening. I mentioned how stressful this time of year is, but you know what? We're all going to get through it. Well, I'm not that I'll get 
We'll get through the else. Love you all. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah.